welcome back, you guys, to Lost Arts Radio with our ongoing uh, series of conversations with Gabriel, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, who's coming to us from Israel at the moment. And uh, we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to jump right into it. And um, I'll turn it over to Dr. Cousins, and then we'll get to it. Welcome, Dr. Cousins. Thanks for being here. Okay, there's some kind of noise. Um, but it stopped. It stopped. Yeah, I don't hear it. It should be okay. Uh, so I welcome everybody with love. And I usually, and I always start with a prayer merging the heavens and earth and the heart and the mind. And here it goes. The Shimikud Kudusharbrihu Ushinate. Be il or ilulaiha chimuke bulovke. Be a Dushlam Shem Kuzreo Kolam. Amen. So feel the merging of heart and mind, heavens and earth, clearly what's needed in the world today. For a second here. Okay. The next part is as we get more going, we want to get the spiritual joy going. In times of great difficulty, as it is in today's world, it's always good to dance, to generate spiritual joy so we can look at things from a, uh, a positive point of view. Um, and it helps us come up with kind of different sets of answers to the whole story. So with that in mind, we're going to do a little dancing, but before we do that, we're also going to go into meditation and we have a, a name that Moses received at the burning bush. It's Yoda and the in-breath, and the out-breath. Wah, and the in-breath, and the out-breath. Yoda from the base to the heart, and hey out to the heart. Wah, from the base to the third eye, hey out to the heart. And you just repeat that until your mind gets quiet in your meditation. So we'll, we're going to dance and do a little meditation just to kind of set our, our tone. Now, in the meditation, I'm going to also give us a little bit of the, the guided meditation for healing the world. We're going to do that each time uh, So uh, because it's what the world needs. So we're going to start with a little bit of dance, and I invite everyone to dance. Okay, Doug.
Okay. So just focus on the energy coming through my eyes, put my soul to yours, and we go into meditation.
Okay, now feel as we go into the visualization for healing the world. Feel the energy moving up past through the head all the way to the multiple levels of consciousness to the center point of source or God. When the energy reaches there, see a release of white pearlescent light coming down around yourself and the planet Earth and coming up to the very center of the base of the planet Earth through all the chakras of the crown chakra of the planet moving into our feet and up to the energy source of the sacred feminine called the lighted gland, which is two finger breaths below the belly button, three finger breaths deep. And see this release, this tremendous positive feminine energy pervading the whole body, rising up through all the chakras, going back up into the heavens, reaching again the center point of source or God, and releasing another flow of white pearlescent energy coming down, directly down, which activates the pineal gland, the center of the sacred masculine, and as it goes down to the earth and around, we have two, two circles of energy, and as they come together in the thymus heart area, there's a tremendous release of this pearlescent white light, and it begins to move throughout the body, burning up all the toxins, the nanobots and the nanodots and the, the stardust and the venom, as we're talking about, and it begins to move throughout your body, burning up all <clears throat> the dark force toxic energies that are come into our body from injections and from the air and from the water, the fluoride coming out, being released from your pineal gland. And now it continues to spread throughout your whole body. Now outside the body, bringing up all the dark forest energies below the earth's surface, above the earth's surface, and on their surface, it continues to spread out in this column of white pearlescent light, uh, burning up all dark forces on the planet, and now in the solar system, the sun, uh, dark forces on the sun, and the moon, and all the different planets, and then it continues to spread into the galaxies, the Milky Way, burning all the dark forces, and finally now into the multiple universes into, and then into all of creation. All dark forces being burned up. And that column continues to hold that energy. Now, as this is uh, happening, in that famous heart area, we have this tremendous white light in the heart area, and 
it begins to release and turn ourselves into expressions of the white light, radiating at the white pleasant light. And then it begins to move outside of us in a, a, a circle. And that circle begins to spread throughout the planet and soon it surrounds the whole planet with white pearlescent light. And then it, it, the light is transmitted down onto the planet, filling all living creatures with light, filling the whole planet world with light, and filling the living planet with light. And so the earth and all its inhabitants on every level are filled with this radiant pearlescent white light. And the whole planet and all its inhabitants are elevating the frequency of the earth to create a new heaven and a new earth. And just sit there with that.
Slowly come out of meditation. And now we'll come back with dialogues. Okay, Richard, we're back. And what should we do? Well, we could talk a little bit, maybe. Yeah. A few things. You want to say before we. Um, there's a lot of incredible detail of things happening in the world around us, but it comes down to pretty simple bottom line situation. It's all examples of light and dark opposing each other and getting very intense right now. And how do we respond? I think when it comes down to the kind of future we want for ourselves and people that are trying to get born right now and little kids that are growing up, what do we do to make the future better? Almost normal if we could. Because what's going on is common, but it's not anywhere near normal. Normal has been forgotten. Well, it's possible we're going to move to a new normal. Yeah. I... And sometimes, as we say, before the light, there's often a storm. And it's kind of a pattern of how things work. So it's difficult times often precede really good times. And what I see happening is at some level, some amount of people are beginning to wake up to that we've created a world karma that isn't very uh, uh, pleasant. And in that it's called change your ways. Now, from a spiritual point of view, it says, it says return to God. And living in a way that we make life sacred that we honor each other. We honor the spark of the divine in all of us and in all of creation. That's where it has to come back to because we can see what happens when you try to get rid of God and you're no longer honoring life on the planet. In fact, you want to destroy all life on the planet. The whole frequency goes down. And that's what we're seeing. Um, but there are cycles. And the next cycle, I believe the next, maybe in less than a year, we're going to start creating a more positive cycle because people are catching on that some very demonic things are happening. You know, one of the things, Dr. Brian, Brian, uh, Brian Artis started talking about today, more publicly, but it's like they've added, or they've been putting snake venom in some levels of this treatment. <clears throat> um, particularly, we're looking at the Rundesvere, which has been noted to really kill a high percentage of people um, with a kidney failure. And when 
he discusses it. He compares it to king cobra, a great snake, venom. A great snake is even more deadly than king cobra, as far as I understand. In India, we used to have these things called five steppers. You bit, five steps later, you're dead. Okay? And the crazy thing is kind of on that level. Uh, we also had King Cobras. Um, and uh, I remember uh, I was just taking a walk with my son, and we sat down under a tree. Somebody came, we're in the ashram, and somebody came running out to us. He said, Get away from the tree. That's where this white King Cobra lives. You're not supposed to disturb him. Uh, thanks. I had no intent of disturbing him. Let me get out of here. So, um, but there's an honoring. No one ever got bit by a snake in the ashram in India because we honored their presence. The snakes are very conscious, particularly cobras. But the, there is this implication that Dr. Artist. Uh, artist is, is talking about is that um, this in his talk is not over yet but he's saying at least the Rendizivar has all the qualifications all the symptoms of snake venom and he's implying that that treatment compared to China when they give Rendizivar it, it doesn't uh, it's a much higher death rate in the U.S. I'll put it that way. It's a, maybe a simple way to put it. So they're doing something in the U.S. with the remdesivir as a, quote, treatment, but it actually seems to be snake venom and causes almost causes all the symptoms that they have observed. So that's of concern. Now, I don't know if he's going to imply, but I think he is, that is actually part of the COVID. Now, I don't know, it wasn't clear the mechanism, but he talks about there are 19 state snake venom components in what they've created. And the implication, like 2005, I think, was they, they found 19, is that they, this is his way of putting it together, that they were going to wait to 2019 to release it, and people think that's the date of it. The dark side uses symbols. But there were 19, or are 19, venomous components in the COVID. Whatever that COVID is. You know, people say, well, it's a virus. Then they say, you haven't proved it, we can't find it. But obviously something is happening. And He's kind of saying, yeah, something is happening, and there's snake venom in it. And he's really saying SARS, COVID-2, 19, 19, come from snake venom, not from bat viruses. Now, he points out that uh, in the uh, Wall Street Journal, a while ago, somebody pointed out that the word virus also means venom. So it's it's kind of like the dark side uses a lot of code to kind of say things. Um, now, they looked at the structure of the venom, 
and it, the correlation is is uh, pretty strong with the snake venom of uh, the crate snake and also the king cobra. Very high correlation of the way the structure is with their 19 uh, pieces to it. Um, and he points out that the PCR test was actually used in their research on snake venom because you can detect snake venom with it, parts per whatever. So that was kind of interesting because it detects the venom proteins and peptides. And what's interesting here is, is again, um, they were been doing research in snake venom for a while. Now, is, is this a new idea? No. Snake venom has been used to, to, for assassinations for, I don't know, thousands of years. You know, uh, I'm not sure, but Cleopatra, I think, drank some snake venom. No, it actually was an asp venom. It was a different venom, but the same principle. These venoms have been used for assassination of killing people, although we're looking at a worldwide one that's being used. Um, and what Dr. Artis points out, that everything they're telling us they're making illegal pretty much, or not to use doesn't work, works. So you have vitamin C, which antidotes snake venom. So take away all your supplements, right? Oh, doesn't work, can't do it. Um, so he has some other things. That the lecture wasn't finished about uh, things that, that are working. And so what is the, the they just took away N-acetylcysteine, which is specific, okay, for disrupting snake venom proteins. Then they tried to make the monoclonal antibodies uh, kind of not using it anymore, but they are also specific for antidoting. It's literally an antidote to snake venom. So that's interesting. So there's a lot of subtle things going on, and it isn't quite so clear, except we do know that uh, people who receive the remdesivir, which apparently is snake venom, according to Dr. Artis, they get all the symptoms of snake venom. Organ degeneration is what they get. And blood coagulation, and blood you know, disintegration, because you get both types of things happening. Um, so, but it also is all the organs get attacked by the snake venom. And there's some kind of phosphorylase, excuse me, phosphorylipase 2 that's involved in this, which also dissolves the cell membrane. So the cells begin to literally dissolve and they can't hold their integrity. Um, and that's part of how the snake venom to destroy, it destroys the integrity of the cells so the organs degenerate. So it gets to be pretty wild, okay? Um, and the overlap is pretty significant, as they say. You know, um, 
in China, the acute kidney injury is from 1 to 29%, but we're talking about in the U.S., and it takes two to three weeks. U.S., it's within 24 hours of getting an injection from this therapy. Okay? And it's much higher uh, illness and sickness from that kidney failure from that. So, what what we're looking at is there's this other level of destroying human tissue and human organs um, and it's kind of a I'm going to say if we had to talk about the serpent in the Garden of Eden we have to talk about symbolism the snake venom is like the ultimate kind of satanic symbolism and so it's like this is uh, I don't want to use the word poetic but they clearly have pulled forces together in a way that that plays out their satanic intent including the snake in the garden uh, getting bit by it so those are just some thoughts I'm having it's like what is going on now I can't tell you based on his uh, a lot of research done the last four months um, that this is absolutely true, but I think what he brings in here is pretty, pretty powerful. So I don't think that does that nullifies the fact that there's radiation in the uh, bioweapon injection. I don't think it nullifies the fact that there's lots of other things in the injection uh, that also are going on. So what I'm saying is there's just they're piling on the toxins you know to in essence eliminate eliminate humanity and of course obviously we have to look at what are the antidotes and I, I didn't as I mentioned before the illuminate is a very specific antidote for the spike protein in that whole cycle of things and what it does and this is an important thing that most people are unaware of is the spike protein in, uh, actually nullifies and disrupts the uh, P23 gene which is needed to repair the DNA that's disrupted by um, again, the injection, the spike protein, and so forth. But the body has its own mechanism, okay, of repair. And the P23 has a chain in the mechanism that, that does the repair. And the, the case nine, I think it's called case nine, is uh, the last step in that. And they have put something in to destroy that last step of the repair mechanism. Now, the illuminating, one reason we're looking at it is a potential. It doesn't need that. Case nine. That's a good that's the good news to effect the repair. 
So it gets around the way they've tried to block the repair. So, but nevertheless, these people are demonically smart. And they've thought of lots of ways, and now the state of them is just metaphorically, like, uh, really impressively off the chart. Um, the message is, of course, don't go in the hospital, don't ever take remdesivir, uh, don't get injected, and generally speaking, if uh, you, you can really get through the COVID thing without ever making it a hospital kind of, of case, and we have a lot of natural prevention and treatment for that, which is on my website, um, treeoflife.mn.co or drcousins.com. So you can go there, and there's a, sheets. We're not going to go review all that. And that and it works. And it's not just it's me, but there's other things that are out there. Doctor Zilinko's work, basically the same type of thing. Maybe mine's a little longer, and and you know in terms of the approach, but it's the same thing. And please store up NAC and acetylcysteine because that actually helps antidote the effect of the state So that's just an overview of how we've been hit in different ways. And that is just one thing. Then we look at the water pollution and the fluoride in the water and all the things they're putting in the atmosphere. Um, and what I think is going to turn it around, and I really want to hear what Richard has to say about this, is people are, are beginning to feel like uh, this is really happening. We better pay attention. We need to stop these mad, mad demonic people uh, and preserve ourselves. It becomes a matter, conscious matter of life and death. So I want to throw it back to you, Richard, to see what you have to say. Yeah, we've got several hours that you brought up to talk about. Um, Starting with the most recent, I think you're right that it's a consciousness issue. And people have talked about the remedy of mass peaceful noncompliance. But what causes that is consciousness. Because at a certain point, you can't comply. Because it's just so obvious to you that it's against your own and everybody else's interest. Um, the snake venom thing, I'm, I did hear Dr. Artis talk about that with Stu Peters, which was a great interview that we posted on lostartsradio.com uh, this morning, I think. And um, it explains a lot of things. I, I don't have any way to confirm whether it's completely true or not. Remember, we always have to question everything. There's no such thing as settled science and it's not insulting to question things, but if it's true, it answers a lot of questions that weren't clear before. Um, it fits with the idea, for example, that the, as far as I can see, there's no sign that this has anything to do with a virus because you have to honestly isolate a virus to even show it exists. And then you have to go through this, essentially, the 
the elements of Koch's postulates adapted for viruses to show that it does anything to humans and that it's transmissible. None of that has been done at all, and it's assumed that we won't notice anything wrong with that picture. But there's no SARS-CoV-2 virus that anybody has shown real isolation of. And even some of the really advanced, good doctors that have been looking at this can't seem to grasp that. Because, And I think the subconscious reason is that with the impact of their many years of training, to realize that all the viral stuff is mostly false would just throw too much into question. And they're not able to do it. Any, the same thing with their attitude toward vaccines, that most of them say, well, the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine for COVID vaccine from these various companies, that's really bad and you should not take it. But all the others are fine. And to prove that I'm not anti-vax, I took all the other vaccines and I'm fine. They don't get the understanding that they memorized safe and effective without having any real way to know that it was at all true. And there's a difference between memorization and learning. And it's the memorization has um, affected the whole so-called educational system from nursery school up to medical and PhD and public health training. And it's really hard once you're brainwashed by that as many of us have been to break free and if you do it's it's like shocking so one of the other questions that's been answered by the snake venom theory is you know having faith in our government that our tax dollars really are being used for something they're not just being thrown away i thought when they're in these biological laboratories all over the world they they can't just be having parties. They've got to be doing some kind of serious work. And they're not coming up with viruses so far because they haven't shown the existence of any. But this shows that they may have come up with synthetic snake venom uh, mimicking cobra and crate venom. And that's a major accomplishment, not a very good one. But it shows that they've been doing something and it's not originating in China, as Dr. Boyle pointed out and explained in detail. It originated, well, many years ago, it was patented um, around 2000 or so, as Dr. Martin has explained in detail. But the actual synthesis of the bioweapon uh, was in North Carolina before it was in China. So calling it the China virus is incorrect. Um, it's not racist to name viruses after where they are discovered. That's done all the time. But in this case, it's incorrect because it originated with U.S. funding and U.S. research. And, and I'll be quiet in a minute, but just one more uh, little thing is that Stu Peters' interview with Brian Artis, which has been posted, uh, showed a list of the things that helped to neutralize snake venom. And this is well known. Now, they haven't tried it on the synthetic snake venom necessarily, which is this one. And this is not just talking about another ingredient in the shot. It's what may explain the initial outbreak in New York and in uh, 
Palermo, Italy, and some other places like that, where there's no evidence of a virus, but people like uh, Dr. Zelenko that used hydroxychloroquine, according to this new theory, may have just been neutralizing the snake venom, which was the source of the weapon of the outbreak initially. And then, as Dr. Cousins pointed out, the remedies for it are things to kill you if you live through the initial outbreak. And that includes remdesivir, which Dr. Artis is saying may be a compound including the synthesized snake venom extract and ventilators, of course, which kill you mechanically. And um, they ban the things like hydroxychloroquine, quercetin, vitamin C, zinc, um, other vitamin compounds, and ivermectin, uh, certain other anti-parasitical drugs that seem to work uh, because, according to Dr. Arnold, they use snake venom. And one thing that confused me a little bit that maybe Dr. Cousins can elaborate on is snake venom comes in two categories, uh, neurotoxic and hemotoxic. And it, it, cobra, as I understand it, and crate are in the neurotoxic category. And when someone gets bitten or, or say you're out and you get bitten on your hand by a, some kind of a snake, a poisonous snake, the other ones don't matter, but the, the poisonous ones, uh, what they tell you to do is quickly make a cut. Of course, you're always carrying razor blades with you, right? So you make an X cut on the uh, incision site, and then you suck out with your mouth the venom before it circulates in the blood. The people that do that don't die from swallowing the poison unless they have cuts in their mouth. And in this case, they're talking about proliferating it through the water system, possibly in combination with fluoride. And if there are no cuts involved, that would be a very sublethal dose that may add to the sickness, but it wouldn't kill very many people. Where it's injected, that's another story, like with remdesivir. So just your thoughts on that. So I'm just going to finish up the idea of the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing technology. CRISPR-Cas9. So in the P53 gene, which repairs the altered DNA, in the steps along the line, there is this CRISPR-Cas9 step. And the spike protein apparently neutralizes that so that it can't repair. That's the, the key understanding. And one reason I'm promoting the Illumidine is it doesn't need that mechanism to activate repair of the DNA. Now, I can't make the claim, although I kind of think it's true, that the Illumidine will also neutralize the snake venom. Okay. Now, having lived in India, having worked in uh, in Africa, we actually have a way to neutralize snake venom from a bite. But this isn't a bite. And we actually put the, we have this uh, hand crank battery, gets an electrical current, and you put it over the wound and down from the wound, um, you know, nearby, and it, and you, like, there are two electrical pads, and it's a little bit of a shock, 
but the electricity actually uh, disrupts and disorganizes the venom. I've heard you can do this with a car battery too, if you have one. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But the point is, um, it it works. And so I've had, because where I lived in Arizona, there was rattlesnake bites and things like that. And even with kids, where rattlesnake bites pretty lethal because uh, of the size of a, you know, like a two or three year old I'm talking about because they're at the same level as a snake um, we, we've been 100% successful thing is I'm not sure how to apply, a pair, apply this technology because that okay you just disrupt the venom it actually electrolyzes the venom and it, it doesn't work it, you know, it falls apart in some way. So, the so I don't know the right term, but it it works. So that's one thing. Now, why am I thinking in that way? Because I suspect, and I my my kind of cohort expert on that. I mean, who knows about snake venoms? It's like this is a new problem, but the illuminating, I believe, will work for that too. Next time we talk, I will have the answer to that. But there are ways to do it. And what I'm also playing off of, and I'm not sure because I didn't hear his interview, um, uh, the one you just referred to, uh, but there may be a way to to, uh, change electricity and disrupt the snake venom. It's tricky. It's already penetrated the whole body rather than just a bite location. I understand, but still the venom's working. Yeah. You can disrupt the venom. So I don't have the answer, and I don't know where they suggested some answers except prevention of taking certain supplements. Yeah, what what Dr. Artis was saying about that was um, things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, etc., were blocked... This is one paradigm of understanding, but yeah. it, was, it was blocking receptor sites that the venom needed to do, to do the damage. Okay. That's one thing. I'm sure zinc and uh, serious vitamin C works. You mentioned NAC and acetylcysteine. I'll, I'll find that lecture, or you can send it to me, and I'll go over the list that they talked about. Right, yeah. But, you know, it's just another, these people get paid to do this. You know, they get paid millions of dollars to figure out how to kill humanity, and we're not exactly getting paid anything. We're just working as hard as we can to protect people. We're partly the people that are paying them. Yeah, that's another piece. So um, I think that's a view now. The bottom line that I think is the positive part, which is the way I started the discussion, is this helps us return to the deeper truth of who we are. And I think that's the the most important thing to be aware of is they're pushing us to wake up. And, you know, we've been asleep for long before the United States happened. I mean, this oppression by tyrants didn't start 200 years ago. It's thousands of years. Everybody's always trying to control somebody else for their whatever, their power need, their ego need, their satanic need. 
Um, and our job at this time in history, it's, it's, it's serving to actually, because it's on such a mass level, to wake up all humanity. So even though it looks bad, they're actually in service of the light, even though they're working for the darkness. And the beauty of the darkness is it helps us wake up to the light. Okay? Because it challenges us to wake up, pay attention, and start living in alignment uh, in our lives. And that is the, the gift that we're getting from the dark side, even though it's not their intention. So I think we're looking at this may push the button for awaking the world. And again, it's a lot more awake now than ever before, ever before. So that that's how I'm looking very optimistically at it. I would say that most of the people who are listening to this show um, are in support and open to that level of understanding and our job is to say, okay, how do we get start to spread the energy? Margaret Mead said, a small group of people who are determined can change the world. That's what we're talking about. So I want to move it into to the positive thing uh, and do what we can. I, I'm sure we'll figure out some antidotes to the snake venom soon. Uh, obviously, don't go into hospital. Don't get remdesivir. And there's supplements I'm sure we can take. Uh, and probably in a week, we'll you know all have, we'll have all this information. You know, we just work as fast as we can for what they're doing, and then whatever their next trick is, we do that too. Um, I would say that I'm concerned about the radiation and the threats of that, and the rad neutral we know neutralizes the radiation. doesn't neutralize it if a bomb drops, uh, you know, a hydrogen bomb drops in your head, but if you're more than two miles away, it's going to make a very big difference. Remember, too, that example that happened in, I think it was Uttar Pradesh in India. 200 million people live in that state in India. The government said... For some reason, they didn't give the government clear enough orders of how to kill everybody. So the government was still using some positive motive. And they gave everybody ivermectin. And whether it's snake venom or not, the, you know, the SARS-CoV-2, they had no epidemic, no pandemic. Everybody well, better was, than that, they had 97% of the people didn't get it. Yeah, they were fine. 97%. And that's still applies. Even if snake venom was involved, it doesn't matter. They were still fine. Right. So. So, uh, and I think that's a good way to, to think about it, is we have things that do protect us. But, uh, the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, they work. Yeah. I don't know whether it's snake venom or whatever they're throwing at us, doesn't matter. It seems to work against these things. Because they, they haven't done something new. I mean, they, they were involved with the snake venom in, in, in 2005. So it's been with us from the beginning, and we know it works. So we have something that works. Right. So that is worth really considering. Um, you know, uh, preventively, uh, 
However, we look at it, it looks like if you take 12, 15 milligrams of ivermectin twice a week and uh, five, uh, 200 of 5-hydroxychloroquine twice a week, there's a high prevention level. I think the average results are about 75 to 86% protection from whatever the SARS COVID infection, whatever it is. We don't know what it is anymore, um, but it's something that you get that protection. So there's a question that came up um, about ivermectin when they use it for horses. And I've seen that a lot and it works great. They give horses one dose, very rarely two, and that's it. And people are talking about if they can't get the regular prescribed ivermectin, and I'm not saying they should get horse base, but it's from what I've heard, it's basically the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, and the dose is really easy to tell by weight because it's marked on the tube. But the question is, why Why were the vets recommending only one dose? Well, it's pretty simple. We are constantly being exposed to these toxins. But I mean, there's no danger of overdose when you do it more than once, is what you're saying. Well, we haven't, there's no, there's no evidence at the doses we're talking about, 12, 15 milligrams twice a week, people are having any problem. We lived in India and with our small children, you know, five and eight-year-olds. Uh, and, well, actually, there's say thousands of people took the hydroxychloroquine, and we never had a, a really adverse, serious adverse reaction. Right, and you know that if they... are really safe, is what the message is. They're really safe. Yeah. And apparently you can take them over, you know, I don't know about lifetime, but certainly during this uh, kind of more dangerous time for these things. I think this is going to stop in a year or so. I, I believe that. So we're talking a year or two, um, and uh, we're always looking risk-benefit, risk-benefit. So we're at risk. And we have some things that have very little risk and right. very high benefit. So that's the kind of thinking. That's more of a medical doctor thinking kind of way. It's like risk benefit. Well, right. Let's and measure yeah. it. And uh, it's, it, the risk isn't that big. I don't There's see any serious side effects. With things that have huge risk and can kill you, most of the so called medicine. But in this case, it, there's almost no harm at all. And if they gave it to 200 million people in Uttar Pradesh, those probably were not all super careful to use only the exact right amount, right? And they were still fine. Yeah, and 97% success rate, I mean, who can argue with that? You know, you're saving lives no matter how you look at it. Now, the only other place that's got better results really is Nigeria because they didn't give the vaccine to anyone. Right. A lot of has very little vaccine usage. Right, and so they have almost no COVID. Right, exactly. So, Must be very frustrating to the bio labs to keep people. Well, yes. So anyway, I mean, the, the bill is, but what we're saying is something like the fiber-directed chloroquine has been used or 
uh, it's for like 70 years, I've remembered maybe 50 or something like that. Yeah. They have really safe tra- track records versus the downside uh, of these things, the snake venom and uh, whatever else they're throwing at us. So it's always risk-benefit. And when your life is uh, at, at potential risk, you, you, you have to kind of measure that. Think about it. That's, that's how I kind of to see it. Yeah. One, one person was asking, if you look at the, the kind that's used veterinarian, which is a paste, white or translucent or different colors, um, compared to the part that comes in pills from a pharmacy, and there are some ways to get that still. Uh, are the milligrams to milligrams equivalent of the two forms? I, would, I think so. I don't think generally there's not much difference between veterinary medicine in that level you're talking about and human. Right. Yeah. So I think it's generally in a our, our fake news media ran stories that everybody was dying from overdoses of ivermectin. And they were just lined up and filling the hospitals and all that stuff. Turned out it was really made up. Yeah, as they say, that hydroxychloroquine, thousands of people in India did it for malaria, you know. They right. didn't see a problem. In Africa, once a week, a lot, from what I heard. That's right. That's right. So we're using really safe things. And if you kind of use the logic that you use, which I think is good logic, fine, it's been working. People don't get it at a very high percentage when you're taking these things privately, like Andre Pradesh. Yeah. Uta Uta Pradesh. So it's like, okay. That's it. I I will be doing research on the illuminating. We know the illuminating stops the other levels of it. Um, and I suspect it will as an antidote to to also the snake venom. And it has to do with positive and negative charges of the protein and uh, you know, uh, enzyme components. And uh, I think the question that I kind of have is this, uh, fa- you know, phospholipase 2, which is causes the most trouble. And I, I'm going to have to do some research on that in terms of it being antidoted. Big story. I think enough people are waking up to put true. These people are criminals. We're, we're not talking a little bit. This is yeah. this yeah. is a genocidal activity, and a lot of people are participating in it. A lot of people are paid off, you know, and some uh, to participate. So yeah. it's a it's going to be a huge purge when enough people wake up, and we'll see. We'll see what happens in this country. Because I think they're very desperate now, and something's going to happen. I don't know what is. We need whistleblowers within all these industries that are serving the bad guys too. Maybe they're just going to work and they're compartmentalized, and they can use the plausible deniability that they were never told exactly what they're doing. But for example, fluoride industry in America, you've got people that whose job is to dump these uh, 55 gallon drums with skull and crossbones on them full of fluoride it's so concentrated it'll burn into the concrete if you drop it 
and their job is to put it in the drinking water. And it, it comes pre-mixed, so it, it can have other ingredients than just um, the fluoride. And somebody needs to look into what those ingredients are to see if the snake venom theory could be, you know, involved in the composition of the so-called fluoride as well. So it's it's pretty wild, and again, the good news is it's being exposed. Right. And our job is then to respond in a major way. Make it simple. Our job is to return to God, return to the truth, number one, and then return to the specific truths of what is actually going on and actually move to protect ourselves. It's it's a normal human, and I'm going to say animal response as well. Most animals, you wouldn't, you wouldn't protect yourself. And humans have to get back to the, a level of protection, of protecting our society. Self-defense on a different level, right? Yeah, yeah. So, may really, I'm just gonna because I realize our hours up. Just again, bless everybody that we have the courage to return to the truth and how we live our lives and our relationship to the divine, and pay attention to what is actually kind of different levels of protecting ourselves from the spirit as well as the physical, from the good nutrition and things like the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, the aluminine, all these things make a difference. The rad neutral. We're talking about this is a, a difficult and dangerous time, but we can get through it if we apply the knowledge that we have. And so may every may everyone be blessed that we're, we're you know willing to actually take care of ourselves, wake up ourselves, and wake up as many people around us. And Richard, may you be blessed for your good work, and Doug for your good work. Amen. Aho. Olmutakias. Before you disappear, I want to ask you one quick thing, and yeah. then let's let people know again. Uh, the categories of work that you're doing and how they could reach you if they want to. Good, I forgot all about that. Good, thank you. So, an email address on screen, which I think is info at what, drcousins.com or the other one? It's info at treeoflife.nu. Dot .nu, okay. New Universe. So basically... Even though I'm in Israel, I am actually uh, working with individual clients all over the world via the Internet, via the Zoom. And so I'm seeing people all over the world. And that's basically one thing I'm doing. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm just on a lot of different talk shows and so forth to to do that. Um, And we also have programs all over the world. For example... Uh, we have uh, five countries in, in Africa where we're working with organic veganic nutrition. In Cameroon, we have more than 60 organic veganic farms that we got started, just as an example. Wow. This is more connected to my diabetes prevention programs. 
But, you know, we're as much whatever we have, we're putting into these programs and people are going for it, they're, they're, you know, because it's so natural. We're, uh, so we have a big program in Honduras that we're starting. It needs some, some money and so forth. So but the point is, the way to get information, we have programs. We have uh, spiritual fasting retreats over the Internet. I have a, every other month we have a one-day meditation retreat. Um, every Thursday we have a, a live with uh, Dr. Gabriel, which is uh, another way of kind of keeping people updated and so forth. And I also have a spiritual nutrition hour, feedback hour. And then I have other programs like uh, once a week with Brazil and, and different things. So the best way to find out what I'm doing, thank you for asking, is... Go to treeoflife.mn.co or drcousins.com. And that will take you to all the things. So we're doing a lot of things in a lot of different ways. And we also have a newsletter that we put out as well. So how do you sign a newsletter that comes from the website? How, how do you you have to sign up for the newsletter, which is which means you sign up, you get on the mailing list, and you get it for free. Okay, and that's at drcousins.com, right? Or treeoflife.mn.co. Okay. If people want to become clients, they just go to info at treeoflife.com. That's an email address. Yeah, that's an email address. Treeoflife.nu. Like right. And what that's it right there. Tree of Life, info at treeoflife.nu. And that's yeah. how you can, you know, ask a question uh, or, you know, sign up for a whole person's healing. You know, so uh, I'm a client. What, right. what, what, are they, what are they signing up for as a client? What do they get? Well, uh, the way I work is I we start with the initial two hour, two and a half hour kind of evaluation workup and game plan, you know, uh, on all levels of the health, and then check in six weeks, two months later after people get supplements and so forth, and then according to your need, every two months, and then every three months, and then every six months, type of thing. So it's a it's a more preventative uh, situation. I mean, obviously, we do a lot of healing with diabetes and hypoglycemia, all the different things people have. But once you get through all that, then you want to maintain your health at optimum. So some people I've been maintaining for 40, 48 years. I'm still seeing them. You know, uh, and so my concept is which is very traditional is you you you're the, you coach people and work with people over the years you get your basic program but life happens and you it's a support system that I create for people and then we have a kind of support groups at the website so people can talk to each other and because uh, a lot of people feel isolated in today's world if you're paying any attention to your health, 
or the bigger pictures of what are going on. And so we have ways that people uh, kind of community chat rooms where people, you know, talk with each other and support each other because it's very important for people to feel supported. Okay. Yeah, good. So Thank you for bringing that up, Richard. Yeah, I thought that's important. And, you know, if you're giving an email address, there's got to be a reason for it. Right. There's a lot. They get the newsletter, they get the updates, and there's always programs we're doing, you know. But the two main ones are the every other month, one day meditation, and the fasting retreats. How many countries are you doing projects in now? uh, Well, it varies, I'm going to say, around 13th. 15, okay. 13. 13. Cameroon being one of those. Cameroon, Nigeria, and so forth. Yeah, five in Africa, Mexico, Brazil, different places. We're trying to get this program, uh, a community health center in Honduras going. There's, you know, it's like, like that, you know, just different places. So are new ones still developing like that? Are you open to that? Uh, what? Yeah, new, we're, we're developing new centers. New Diabetes prevention and, you know, levels. We have mostly Spanish-speaking world. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, besides the Portuguese with, with Brazil. Okay. Is uh, Spanish-speaking and English, obviously. Right, right. It's an example of what you're saying of the new light-oriented communities arising in response to these interesting yes. developments around us. Because everything becomes, people understand that there's a, uh, there's a huge lie in society, so to speak, going on. And a lot of people bought into every level of the lie. But mm-hmm. more and more people are not buying into the lie anymore. And they're searching for places where they can be supported with their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. That's what we offer on all levels. Because you have to have a place to go. You have to have some refuge in the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're encouraging communities to get together all over the world, right? That's right. As well as online while we have that. Yes, Exactly. You know, and as the fluxes and flows, because they may tighten things down again, you just don't know what they're going to do. They can create what they want to finally we say we're not playing. That's, you know, and we're getting close. I, I think I'm, I'm very optimistic, but I think in the next year or so, we'll reach a place where people will say, this is really corrupt. And maybe the snake venom thing will kind of tip the scales. That, that could kind happen. of gets people really upset, you know? Yeah. Even people within government can wake up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually an important part. I think it's a real important part. People within government, within law enforcement, within the police, even medical doctors, right? Even people who are really, you know, administering remdesivir and ventilators. That's a harder thing, and I'll tell you why it's harder. You have to admit that you're you're offering lethal medicine to people. 
not too many people like to offer uh, to admit that. That would that would be difficult, I guess, emotionally. All right. Yeah. And when you do the vaccine in my book, Conscious Parenting, I have 80 pages about, and we're not talking about this, you know, uh, bioweapon, we're talking about all the vaccines. Right. It's like, you have to look at, oh, gosh, I've been doing that. So it's not so easy for doctors because you're, you're quite a, you're part of the system very much, but yeah. you're also to change, you have to be pretty courageous. The doctors out there that are out in the front line on this COVID thing, you know, it's it's a big paradigm shift. So you're a psychiatrist, right? Yes. In, along with the bigger understanding. And yeah. a doc, it's going to be really helpful the more people within the medical system, the conventional medical system, to have the ability to wake up and do the positive response that needs to make up for that stuff. So what would you offer them to have the strength to do that and not see it as impossible? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is the fact that there are other doctors publicly already doing it. Right, example. And, you know, frontline doctors are a little bit, and then, but you have more and more doctors are speaking out. And right. that's because they're hearing other doctors speak out. It gets easier with a bigger group. It gets a lot easier. But still, the medical societies and AMA, they make it really hard on people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll at least be threatened with your license being lost. Right. And so there are new medical systems starting up based on the kind of thing you were talking about with prevention and harmless medicine and that sort of thing. Natural way of living, you know. Lifestyle enhancement. Right. Instead of drugs. Uh, well, absolutely. That's what we're saying, yes. Right. Yeah, but supplements, herbs, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but those don't hurt you. They actually right. do do no harm, right? Well, I mean, you can overdose on anything, but generally taken with a little bit of common sense, no, they don't hurt you. That's true. I mean, you can overdose on water if you drink 10 gallons at one sitting, it could be bad. People have done that. I guess so. It would take a lot of willpower. but No, they take a drug. And ups, this is true, you know, and it upsets their water thing. One lady died, literally died from drinking a, a bathtub full of water. She had taken some psychedelic and it was just threw her off and she got amazingly thirsty. And she didn't know that she was drinking all that water. Well, I think she did know, but it, you know, all, it, what I'm saying is even water can kill you if you're, you get yeah, out of here. You have to have some judgment. Yeah. But a wonderful new medical system based on education and harm, harmless remedies could. And educating the people to think in a way that's more prevention and health oriented long term versus symptom-oriented short-term approaches. Right. Because you're yeah. building health. You're creating a new person. You're building the health on every level so that you get stronger and stronger in the big picture. Well, and you can make it easier with these really focused retreats like you do with the juice fasting, right? Yeah. 
a lot easier. Because once you clear the different toxins and the drugs that you're on, then you can, you know, it's a way, a, a fast clears drugs out of the system. Say, say it again? Changes your cravings. So yeah. you don't. You don't have as much struggle with addiction and habits. Well, within six days, you know, your your coffee cravings and your dairy cravings and the other things that you crave usually go away. It takes about six days. On a fast, on a fast. Yeah, yeah. Then you start fresh. Exactly. I and that's what we're doing. I mean, I see that we're getting a fresh start in our whole society. Just, right. You know, we see what happens. You know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We see where this goes. And now the next step is how do we create a society that's not uh, government tyrant based, but is a, a more horizontal society where people are working together in smaller groups, um, that's what we're looking at because the centralized thing is too open to be corrupted. Uh, and we can look at all these idealistic things like communism, but it doesn't work that way. People just get corrupted unless they're really evolved spiritually, and we don't have too many evolved spiritual leaders who are politicians. So... Corruption happens. It's an unfortunate part of the, the human psyche at this point. And maybe as we wake up, that will be less so. Yeah, we encourage the politicians, just like everybody else, get back to who you actually are. Yes. Stop the masquerade. So that's what we're looking at. You know, there was one example uh, uh, King Ashoka, a Buddhist who reigned in India, tremendous positive effects on the world, and he brought light to a whole thing. But that's an exception in, in basically what, what happens politically right now. So we have to bring in these kind of spiritual warrior heroes who value uplifting society as their number one kind of outward goal. Yeah. It's actually enlightened selfishness. You're not sacrificing anything. Right. right. It's going to happen. That's the good news. Yeah. Because what work. we're doing has so not worked for so many years. It's like, okay, we need to, to move in a new direction. Yeah. So this is like an individual patient might have an experience in their life where they get shocked and say, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself by what I'm doing. I have to change. And society is like a patient maybe yeah, at, right. at that that's point. What, that's what I'm thinking about. Right. Yeah. That would be good. Yes. Okay. It's happening. I think... This whole thing is a blessing for us. But once we survive it. Yeah, surviving it makes it much better. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh. Great work. And 
blessings to again everyone that we wake up and encourage everyone else to wake up and feel that light. If you can also do the meditation at 10 o'clock uh, Israel time, which is wherever that is during the wherever you are in the world, we're all meditating and putting this visualization together. And that does uplift the global consciousness. So please do that. That's a very active thing to do. Good reminder. Okay. So what, what time is that in Israel? 10 o'clock? Uh, right now it's 1130. But meditation time. 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. It also happens to be noon U.S. Pacific time. Exactly. And 3 p.m. East Coast time. Right. Exactly. Okay, good. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Well, thank you. Sorry to keep you up so late. You have no idea because of the times that I was at a conference with the real truth about health uh, from two, what was it, from 2 to 3.30, to 4.30. Wow. And so, you know, it's a different time. That's not the easiest thing to do, but it's what you have to do. That's right. That was two days ago. So you're recovering, hopefully. I actually, surprisingly well. I did my 2,000 push-ups today. <laughs> Surprised you had time to come on the show after that. <laughs> 2,000 push-ups takes a while. Uh, yeah, but you do them all at once. It's not like you're stopping. It's non-stop. You should make a workout video sometime. I think it would, <laughs> would shock everybody. I would, I would buy one. <laughs> Very good. It's not my job, but okay. Oh, but anyway, what I'm saying is, yeah, I recovered, so it's good. Yeah, good. Okay, well, have a good sleep tonight. Yeah, I will. You know, I'm going to talk to you for a minute afterwards, but let's do it. Blessings to everyone, and I turn it back to Richard. All right. Okay. Okay, you guys, that was a lot. Um, the whole snake venom thing, you know, that we talked about, that's not to get upset about. And I know that a lot of the people that I really admire uh, that are doing radio show commentaries and um, different things like that are saying, if you're not really upset, <clears throat> then you're not paying attention. If you're not incredibly angry, you're not paying attention. You know, if you're not devastated by what's happening in the world, then what's wrong with you? You're an irresponsible person or something. And I can understand how you would think that in our old paradigm of thinking. But actually, if you become completely upset at this stuff, you become ineffective and you bring other experiences to pass. And there's a really strong component of generating your own experience in your life every day, all of us, me too. And a lot of the power to change that is in our hands. And it's important for our own life, but also because our life is a microcosm of what's happening in the larger world. So 
there's this balance we're trying to strike, you know, not feeling calm and centered and good because you're unaware, just the opposite, you know, being looking as deeply as you can at what's happening in the world, including this horrible stuff and the good parts and choosing the emotional state that you're going to live in regardless of what's happening so you know people have we've said before people have all these arguments that if you become incredibly angry you're a better fighter or you can run away faster or if you know that they talk about the benefit of fear for that it's all fake you know if you really study the greatest martial arts fighters or uh war leaders or anything like that they're focused and inside they're absolutely still and unbeatable because they're not shaken they're not distracted they're not they're not afraid of anything and it's not because they're forcing themselves to not be afraid it's they've dropped that if you want to be effective you we need to do that too and fortunately, there are ways to do that. And then if you combine that with taking care of your physical body so it's not falling apart in what's told to us as normal with all these diseases on 15 different drugs, and that's the opposite approach to what Dr. Cousins is talking about. And so if you take care of yourself, you're becoming much more effective to have a good uh, contribution to the outside world. And I think that's really important to understand. You don't want to be oblivious to what's happening if it's unpleasant. You want to know. No prejudice about it. No screening yourself that you only want to know so much. It's better to know than to have this subconsciously hanging over your head. And then take care of yourself and find out what your real potential is, which is incredible. I mean, you're you're an unlimited being that comes straight from spirit. You're not a physical body. You're living in one. Probably most of the people watching this show, well, most of the regular humans watching the show are living in human bodies right now. But that's not what you are. If that's what you are, it would be like the World Economic Forum and all these people talking for it are saying that humans are, what did they say recently? We're hackable animals. And this old, you know who I'm talking about, that says this kind of stuff. It's like a mouthpiece of the Great Reset. And uh, saying, we used to have all these old-fashioned ideas that humans had free will and had a, this thing they call a soul and spiritual beings and there was this god thing and he said that's all over no that's not true <laughs> it can't be over because it's the only thing that really exists whether you call it god or don't know about it or whatever getting in touch with that is a prerequisite or a side effect or both of becoming more awake and it's the biggest fear of the global rulers that you might actually do that they want you to stay busy condemning other people passing judgment on everybody 
hating people, uh, being afraid of everything and say, oh, my God, am I getting COVID, you know, and believing the people that are actually involved in the extermination of humanity through the health system and other ways. They want you to be all wrapped up in that and never stop. You know, just stop from all that. You can try it right this minute if you want to. Look at your mind patterns. They don't want you to look at stuff like that because there's a hidden PowerPoint underneath all the programming and you've got it. You've got the whole thing and all of us do. And if you get quiet enough, this is part of the why meditation is important. Because if, you, if you're if you honest and look at your own thought and emotional patterns, you see that you spend all the day with this chattering racing through your mind. And every thought has an emotion connected to it. And that controls your world and your experience. If you ever stop, learn how to do that and get centered without losing awareness of what's around you. You become like a conduit or a bridge between whatever you want to call spirit or your original source or God and the outside world. And once you do that, other people just spontaneously start thinking the same thing. That's what I'd like to see happen, actually. Um, It's funny that the dark side is afraid of that because it's the only thing that would help them to wake up too and you're holding it all in your hands so just want to remind you of that not as something interesting to hear about and then forget but you get to a point and Dr. Cousins was alluding to the fact that maybe all the horrors in the world will get us to that point now or soon that you realize oh I have to actually do something You know, and yeah, a lot of us are already out, you know, doing protesting and education and petitions and meetings and uh, non-compliance things and stuff like that. But if you do those things and neglect where the power comes from, it's not an idea. It's something you have to actually do internally. And that's what gives power to the outside stuff. So... I'm just suggesting all of us to stop wasting our time on fear. It's all fake. Mind can stop projecting at any time. Stop wasting your time on being angry. It eventually burns you up and destroys you. You don't need it for anything or fear. And constantly evaluating, condemning other people all the time for nonsense or big things or what it's a waste of your energy you're aware of what they're doing but your work if you want to make any difference before your life is over your work is on yourself because of the incredible being that you are so I won't keep going on about that but I hope that if you're at the point where you're ready to actually look at that you do it changes everything it changes every relationship in your life changes your experience it changes what people call um, situations that just come up by chance which is no, no such thing and that starts changing 
we need to awaken that and then let it spread as a wave. So anyway, we got to go, but uh, stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. Uh, Dr. Cousins already gave his websites and his email address. Review the video if you need to for that. Uh, drcousins.com, uh, treeoflife.mn.co, and info at treeoflife.nu to reach him for personal consultation, which he does, and he's a great resource. Um, I'm also doing occasional private sessions like that. I just don't have a lot of time. I'm barely having enough time to sleep at this point, and you can reach me if you need some private session, which also supports our work, uh, Richard at lostartsradio.com, and I will respond as soon as I have time. Um, also, we have a weekly meeting for people that are interested in working on all of these things on themselves, which takes, I think, more courage than the outside stuff, because you'll face what's really controlling your life and change it. And that's at planetaryhealingclub.com. And you're welcome there if you want to join myself and Doug live every week. That's in a non-censored environment. We can talk about whatever you want. And, and the reason I started that is because the time and the money make it impractical to, to share my experience through private sessions with everybody. So it's a lot cheaper and it's available every week to do it through Planetary Healing Club. And I'll talk to you about um, health issues, whatever you want to bring up, not prescription or medicine without a license or any of that kind of junk. I'm not interested in that. But we're still in a point of being allowed to discuss uh, lost and forbidden health information and the deeper more powerful aspect of the consciousness work. That's not just some new age silly word, that's something real. And it's real to the point of having an effect on the outside world and on your own life, and we get into that. So that's happening at planetaryhealingclub.com. And then um, the radio shows, we have channels that don't censor on BitChute and Bridie Allen and um, other ones like that. They're you can see them at lostartsradio.com and under the All Things Radio Show tab. Uh, what else? All the comments I do read, I'm trying to... <laughs> it's another time issue. I, I'm trying to make more Voice in the Wilderness videos, so watch for those. And I even try to make a sanitized version for YouTube. In the next day or two, I'll probably come out with another one. If you want to see anything addressed in particular on those um, welcome to send me an email and suggest it I'll try to respond to those as much as I can that's all free um, and it's kind of a dialogue in a way where you can bring up the things you, you think are important that you want looked at and I'll make videos that include as much of that as I can because I, I want us to have an ongoing communication even though I don't really have time for any normal communication anymore but i want to stay in touch so th thanks for being here and we'll have another conversation with gabriel cousins on uh, next tuesday u.s time and uh, in the meantime guest shows every sunday and uh, videos as i say that'll come out during the week when time allows so thanks for being here you're greatly appreciated i really see you as the hope for the future 
not you generically in the whole audience. I'm talking you specifically. And I encourage you to find out who that actually is. We'll see you next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.